Mohan Babu is no stranger to Hillside, but in case you're new, he is my friend from India. I met him back in 2000 when I was on staff at Christ Community. He had me come with the children's ministry team and minister in India, one of the most glorious weeks of my life, spending it just in his churches. He's the, we call him pastor, but he's really an apostle. I don't even know if you like that title, but it's what you are. He's got hundreds of churches that have come out of his spiritual womb, and, and they're just all on fire for the Lord. I mean, it's everything, all the stuff going on all around, and some of his pastors have been in danger of life where they preach and minister, and he really just has a heart always to be extending the borders of the kingdom of heaven in his nation. He always comes with a word, but he also mainly comes with an impartation, and I want to exhort you, remind you again that anointing works as a two-way street. Mohan carries an anointing. Mohan and Rani, they carry an anointing. Wherever they go, it's in them. They, they are soaked in this anointing from decades of ministry. But whether we receive of it or not is completely dependent on us. So there's a pulling out of the anointing. There's a drawing from the gift of God. And how we receive that gift is the way that we'll receive from that gift. That was, that was very obvious, I know. Um, but let, let's, um, Mohan's here. He, he loves us so much he came here in the winter. It's very hot. We're here. Actually, the hottest day I ever experienced was in Delhi with you when we were waiting for the plane that day. 108 degrees. I'll never forget it. I thought, this is what hell must feel like. But it's so nice here. I mean, the people are so friendly, but it is so hot. I don't want to leave the hotel. And even the pool felt like a hot tub. The outdoor, oh, my goodness. It was so hot. So thank you for coming in the winter. But would you all extend your hands? Come on up, brother. Extend your hands. Let's receive this man. We thank you for this ministry we're about to receive from. It's going to be a rich feast of the word of the Lord and the anointing of the Holy One. And we bless Mohan. We receive him as a gift of God today and pray that you'll pour into him that he might pour into us something life-changing in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's bless this brother and welcome him with a big hillside. Welcome. Yeah, I thank God for this time. And I'm so glad to have my friend uh, Rick and uh, Lisa. And uh, I don't call them my friends. I call them my family, my brother. And we have been known each other for almost uh, more 20 years. And Lisa has got a great uh, you know, call on her life as a prophetic worship leader. And she sees things which uh, people normally don't see. So she brings that and she sh uh, shares to the people. That's how her gifting is. We are blessed by her ministry. And also, Rick is a, used to be a teacher, but uh, more than that, he's an evangelist by heart, talk to people and, you know, he wants to see that people should come to the Lord. That's his heart. And uh, they are, I've been coming and being with them. And it's such a great joy talking to them all the time. You know, you get excited. The flame, like, you know, uh, you don't need uh, uh, that, that one there, you know. If you, <laughs> you just get fired up, you know. And I just want to thank, uh, at this point of time, uh, I call them my Pennsylvanian parents, uh, Ken and Shirley. Some of you know them. They have been such a blessing to us. They have been faithfully there to bring here to uh, bring here us, and we have been uh, blessed by their real, real love and care. And uh, I think first, I think his uh, Ken is 90 years of old. Then I told him yesterday when he came for dinner at Rick's place, I said, "You are going to live for another 10 years. <laughs> Why not?" 
whenever you whenever you somebody says something the zimbabwean the african phrase is why not <laughs> why not yes we can do that you know so that's uh, that's what uh, we just enjoyed and uh, you know uh, here is my beloved wife in whom i am very well pleased when she uh, we are this year is our 40th year of our uh, wedding anniversary don't think that i married a young wife like you know <laughs> i'm old enough and all you know <laughs> because i i actually you know uh, you some of you know that i die for jesus you know that right <laughs> people say that you know what uh pass i actually steve was telling you know uh, hey you look young and i said you know you know what the secret is i die for jesus <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and he said you know some gray hair is coming i want to show that uh, i want to tell people that i have some wisdom he said <laughs> said we are so humble we don't want to show our wisdom to the people <laughs> we just keep it dark you know <laughs> and uh, you know then these recently what's happening is some of the hair is falling from my backside <laughs> you know when it happens you feel really i mean i don't know about you guys but it for me i'm a very personality conscious guy you know i want to look good i want to be accepted and uh, when things are going from backside i said lord what is happening <laughs> then i got a word you know the lord knows how many hair you have got <laughs> then lord i can't count my hair but each day how many hair i am losing you know better <laughs> but then i realized one thing that you know uh why did it's going from be a back side because focus on the front side you know <laughs> what is going behind it doesn't matter this is my past uh, this is my future <laughs> so it's a prophetic word for some of you guys who is who are losing your hair from backside so this is a prophetic word look forward you know don't look backward <laughs> so yeah it's been such a, a blessing when uh, pastor steve came to you know uh, india for the children's conference as i told you in the past as he said it was one of the glorious weeks we had it was like a, now you are uh, uh, seeing the arsbury revival and we have seen that in those few days actually the presence the manifest presence of the holy spirit god children were getting together in groups and they started crying because of the presence of god and me and steve we both were sitting and talking at one place and the something was happening there then we were talking let us not disturb let holy spirit god will have his own way if he comes here he will have his own way beloved and you know the stephanie was sharing the word like you know you should have that thing you no know, speak out what god has given to us you know and when these three or four people were sharing the word i said they are taking out all my message actually <laughs> you, know, you know what do i do lord you know if that if they are preaching then i told steve uh, when his daughter i think like when she was uh, the girl last the last one who uh, worms and all she was talking earth worms i said she's almost taking my message now <laughs> so what do i do now lord 
let let the bless and i told steve let her preach for a while i think we can call it amen <laughs> say amen <laughs> and pray and go because when you are in a conference always you get tensed up i was in corpus christi i was uh, i know the topic was christ the plumb line of course i'm not preaching it today i'll preach next time when i come not now so <laughs> and when i was the first person to preach then i said lord I, am i being a sacrificial lamb to this conference being a first preacher everybody and i said no then i thought let me do one thing let me say that the one who is coming behind me is mightier than me listen to them <laughs> i just say introductory words and close it but it went on very well we enjoyed the whole thing and when steve came to you know steve was a different person when he was in india when he came back he was totally a different person you may ask why and how because he traveled on the roads of hyderabad <laughs> that raised his faith levels yeah. <laughs> absolutely the whole team was totally transformed <laughs> because when you travel in india especially in hyderabad you are, you get closer to the lord <laughs> every moment you know what you don't know what happens people coming zip zip and all and when at at what time you go to heaven nobody knows <laughs> Lord please help me Lord please Lord I forgive forgive me all that what I have done in the past you know <laughs> that's what happens so I tell you one small thing before I start preaching because you know why I do this because I want that you should get used to my accent because I always say Lord I make sounds you make sense <laughs> you make sense you know because it's the ministry of holy spirit god sometimes i might you might miss my accent and but still the holy spirit god starts ministering to you uh you know there was a a pastor and a cab driver in india they were uh, neighbors both died and went to heaven and uh, lord jesus was giving lot of uh, good uh, a gifts to the pastor for what all he has done and uh, he was giving more gifts to the cab driver and pastor was said lord i am a pastor that guy is a, my neighbor is a cab driver every morning goes and comes back in the evening i have never seen him ministering but jesus said you don't know how much ministry he has done to me every time anybody gets into his cab the moment the way he drives everybody starts praying to me <laughs> everybody is to pray lord please please lord do something lord lord this could be my last visit lord help me lord and that's what he he draw more people towards me than you when he was driving people were praying when you are preaching sometimes people were sleeping So now you see the change like you know that's how it is like you know maybe this could be a, a rema word for some of you because normally when we see uh, read the word it is a logos the written word we read sometimes the written word becomes a spoken word a rema word you'll be listening to that many times 
but this could be a, a word that touches you and transforms you for a lifetime this could be the day when i was preaching in one of the baptist churches in in, in india it was a conference on the last sunday last day it was a sunday uh, i stayed with a guy he was he did not even come into the church but there was a speaker in india we keep speakers outside sometimes people listen and i was talking about tithing in the church and after the ministry was over not just about tithing just a part of it just few minutes i spoke but when i went to him for lunch you know what he said pastor mohan i've been listening to this word for the past 25 years it did not affect me any time but today when you shared about tithing it touched my heart now i realized that i must tithe to the lord i must honor him with my money with my life with my strength with my money what i have i should honor him and then i said good job man you got it's a good i wish every christian should repent that way that's my prayer yeah and then i told him then what do i do now he said now i just want to honor god i want to take the word because this is bothering me you know when word of god comes to you sometimes it touches you it anchors in your heart it bothers you until unless you you obey you start doing that so i told him as a pastor always pastors are smart guys how many of you know that pastors are smart guys <laughs> you know i tell since you got re- realized repented you do one thing do it uh, give calculate all the tithe you have you have what you have not given for 25 years and put it into the offertory box so all the backlog of 25 years because that settles the account with god you cannot be just say that oh from today i have repented that's why i'm giving from today onwards it's not it doesn't work that way you have to repent and like zakaya said i'll give it to what all i have taken back so maybe that's the rama word beloved let me start my word this morning what the lord has given to me is the lord gives us an open doors an open door in our lives you know when he was talking in revelation chapter 3 verse 7 and 8 he was talking to the church at philadelphia and uh, he says uh, you know see i have set you before an open door and no one can shut it and uh, this is what i just thought you know this is the open door for the hillside for a great revival beloved this is a great great open door god is giving us a, an opportunity for us to walk into the door when first time i went to england for the first time you know in 90 1993 i was walking first time i have seen immediately the door was open automatic door first time i have seen in my life i was so excited wow it's going then i came back again will it work again somebody was watching i said it doesn't matter because i am excited 
I don't care why whether what people say to me. I'm excited. Let me. I went and uh, just opening. Wow! What an open door. Then went back and did it. So then I realized, open doors are wonderful for us, because we'll see God's will in that, God's promise in that, God's provision in that, God's absolute, you know, taking care in that in in our lives, beloved. And uh, you know, I just want to share uh, uh, a few things, you know. And God was speaking to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, 2, 3. You know that. You all know. I don't want to pick up all that now, but I want to just give you a glimpse of it. You know what? He has promised him a promised land. He said, come out of your country, your father's house, and the land which I have, I'm showing you. And you know, not only that, he said, I will make you a great nation. I will make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. That's what Lord gave him a great vision. You know, when God was speaking to Abraham, he was living in a double-storied building. If you look at the history, it was AC, like nice AC kind of a thing. But never Abraham lived in a constructed house ever since. He was living in tents, but he was holding the promise of God. God was leading him every situation in his life, beloved. And uh, I'm not going to preach on Abraham. I'm just giving, uh, taking a hint of it, actually. Because when God speaks to us, it comes to you as, a revel- as, a, as an information to you. A revelatory information. If you take it as an information, it frustrates you. But if you take it as a revelation, it manifests in your life. That's what happens. So when Solomon was asking the Lord, Lord, I'm too young to rule this, your people, your precious people. Give me wisdom. God gave him three things, beloved. He asked one, God gave him three things. One is, God gave him knowledge. That's what I was just telling, information. God gave him understanding to evaluate what exactly the information is. And third thing, God gave him wisdom that's application, beloved. So when you hear the word of God, it has to, you have to receive it as a revelation that is from the Lord. And then you have to evaluate how it works in your life. Once you understand that, then comes the application of it. Lord, I want to apply this in my life, Lord. Whatever you say, I'm not here to just listen, but I have come here to listen your voice and do exactly the way you said. That's why, you know, when you talk about Jesus Christ, you know what, what is said about him? Jesus Christ is the will of God in action. Jesus Christ is the will of God in action. I want that if somebody says that word to me, very difficult, but it's my wish. I wish you all can take this word, that take your name and you are the will of God in action. Whatever he feels, he said, yes, Lord, yes, Father, I'm here. I'll do it the way you say. So when 
God gave this word to Abraham. God not only promises, God is a promise maker, God is a promise keeper. Not only God keeps the promise, God is a promise fulfiller, beloved. In order to finish, complete his promises, God is a way maker for us, beloved. He creates a way for us, an open door for us. If you look at Exodus chapter 14, verse 13 and 14, you know that. Exodus chapter 14, verse 13 and 14. The children of Israelites were in such a difficult situation. They were being chased by the armies of Egypt because they, are coming, they came out from Egypt. They were passing, they wanted to go out, but there was a Red Sea before them. They can't move forward, they can't go backward. And sometimes in our lives, the situations are such adverse, you can't think anything, just confused what to do now. Sometimes you feel like giving up. Now I can't take this battle anymore. Let me succumb to this. That's what the children of Israelites did. But the Lord said, God spoke to Moses, the Lord said, I am a way maker for you guys. I can make a way for you. Even if it's Red Sea, I can part the Red Sea for you. Suppose if you are facing a Red Sea in your life right now, a Red Sea kind of a situation, today the Lord is speaking to you. I can part the Red Sea for your sake because you are precious to me. For your sake, I have come to this world. For your sake. The way the young, uh, you know, the young lady was speaking out, you know, you are precious. I always feel that I am precious to my God. Because when God sees me, you know what he says? He exclaims, what a handsome guy he is. <laughs> what a handsome, my son is so handsome. Will you say your son, hey, how are you looking like man? He will never, you'll never say that. Always says, what a handsome guy. I like brown colors. I like brown color. I like five feet, six and a half inches should be. The most handsome guy on the face of the earth. Even if you're losing your hair from backside, it doesn't matter. Still you are handsome. That's what, he loves me. He loves you. And he knows everything what, right from your childhood, what you have gone through, he allows it to happen so that you can be strong. Sometimes by your mistake it happens, but he says it's okay. I am here to be with you. You know, if you look at uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 34, if I am right, you know, uh, you see that word. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. You know, he who can condemn us, it's Christ Jesus who died, was buried, and was res- who was resurrected. And what is he doing now? He's not condemning us. Instead of condemning, he's interceding for us. I mean, then I realized, Lord, in my whole life, 
the only person who did not condemn me who did not speak any negative word maybe my parents might have spoken sometimes out of emotion when i did something wrong my wife might have spoken to me i might have spoken to her out of emotion at times if you say that you don't argue with your wife you are a biggest liar <laughs> i mean am i right or wrong if anybody if anybody says i am wrong please raise your hands <laughs> nobody can raise you know <laughs> nobody can raise you know but there could be a time your parents might have spoken your children might have spoken to you but the only one who always stands with you who always speaks a positive word into your life who always wants to see you that you should be successful you should be a conqueror and you should be more than a conqueror that is your jesus christ beloved right. who intercedes for you what do you mean by interceding father he will make it up lord today he must be struggling but see tomorrow he is the winner tomorrow he is going to make it he will make a big influence over this he, this millersburg tomorrow just wait for some some moment because he is the he is the judge is the jury is the executor the your case will never be lost beloved your case will never be lost at any given time maybe this is a rema word for some of you and sometimes what happens is when we look into the situations you know when we look into the situations we feel that the, we want to see an open door just like that the way i saw when i was in england but sometimes the doors will be different sometimes your problem could be your door you need to realize that let me take the life of joseph and let us see for a while if you look at genesis chapter 37 verse 5 god gave a dream to joseph god gave a dream to joseph about his future what god is going to make him let me tell you make a statement this morning god finishes first god finishes first suppose if my life is no i am i i started from there i am here now now i have to go there but god has already finished in my life you you are getting the point he finishes first and then it starts from here he starts second in the spirit realm god has seen joseph as the prime minister of egypt that's why he has given him a dream <coughs> i say that this hillside church will bring a revival in this place in millersburg and i it's my sincere prayer what i see this church should be known for the manifest presence of god and people will see literally with their eyes the shekinah glory in this hall people see the angelic activity in this place 
people see healing signs and wonders in this place and the moment you enter from that place the, the door you receive the touch of god even even before being prayed for people will be healed in this place i am talking about this place we are not there but this place this is going to happen and we are in the process of do being being there god is that's why god sends his people god called pastor steve a wonderful man of god having a wonderful heart he has a passion to see that as he was sharing that i want that you should be leaders you should be leaders let me tell you when he said i always tell one people i tell my church don't die just as a believer don't go to heaven just as a believer go to heaven at least being a house group leader when you go there people say what are you doing i said lord i have not done anything i have faithfully gone to church gave my tithe and all go there to the last place i have done lot i was ready to lay my life i sacrificed for you it could be anything any ministry it's not just pulpit ministry it could be any ministry beloved that will have a big impact god finishes first begins second that's what happened in the life of joseph and when he what he did joseph received that word today i want that you should receive the word for your life god has already spoken to some of you you know that what god has already wants you <coughs> to do and now he received that word faith is a substance of things hoped for and evidence things not seen what is a faith you all know that it's a substance that means this is a substance when god speaks to you you take it you feel it you say that this is what god is doing to me and evidence things not seen when people don't see you see that you see it you enjoy that i see that you know what my faith about this church the lord the lord when he gave this church will not will not have just one service it's going to be two services when people say that is it is it possible is it okay is it logical oh this pastor comes just to give a pep talk like you know make us feel happy it's a feel good factor you know when you go to africa or in some african my brothers are there african american churches when you give some punch line you know what is the punch line if god is for you you can be against you one man with god is a majority that's the punch line somebody comes running and puts money here that is punch line for me i'll be excited now where is another punch line now i'm searching for another punch line i know because what is it? every punch line will give you 50 dollars let me have 20 punch lines everybody running here and giving and all my pockets are full and i go down happily with my punch lines <laughs> you know one thing i want to share beloved this morning 
It's not the question of punchline. It's the question of what God has in his heart for us. God has in his heart the heartbeat of Jesus Christ. Let me tell you, Jesus, when he was in this world, he has touched many people, transformed the lives of many people. You all know that. And he has 70 disciples. With one word of offense, they left him. People leave us with just one offense. And Jesus was looking at the 12 disciples. Do you want to go? I said, Lord, this is not a leadership problem. This is not a leadership thing. You should have actually crisis management. Hey, guys, now we have vision. Come down. No, no, no. Let them go. But you stay with me. But Jesus said, do you want to go? He knew that it has to come from Father. It has to come. He, he holds the key. You want to go? Offenses are bound to happen in a family, in a church. But... One of our church leaders, she was telling, the Lord told me to part of this church pastor. I've gone to many churches, but when I come to your church, this is your life church for a lifetime. Then she said, even if you want to go me out of the church, I will st stay there, out of the door, and I will listen to the word. I will not leave this church. Then I said, sister, that is the commitment which comes from the Lord. Church is not your, your comfort zone. Church is a place where you need to be transformed into the likeness and image of Lord Jesus Christ, beloved. And Jesus had 12 disciples. They have seen all the miracles, signs and wonders. And then, you know, out of 12, three were the inner circle, Peter, James and John. They have seen the transfiguration and they have seen the Gethsemane the way Jesus was struggling Father take this cup out of me if it is thy will but okay keep it I will take it the first drop of blood was shed at the garden of Gethsemane because his sweat has gone out extreme pressure some of doctors must be knowing that if you have extreme pressure, you'll have blood coming out from your spores. I don't think anybody has got through that situation here. Nobody can say that the, the sweat, the blood has come out of my pores. That was the extreme pressure he has gone through. These three guys have seen that. But at the cross, only one. Of course, John was temporary momentary lapse he had he ran away but he recovered and came back to the cross beloved. have you seen that that visual only one guy millions lakhs hundreds tens one I said Lord just one standing at that defying death because why could John come there you know why he, he heard the heartbeat of Jesus Christ, beloved. Because he was the only young guy. He was young. You know, when he was called, he was maybe 12, 13 years. He was not old. The Last, last Supper, the, the, the painting was absolutely wrong. Nobody was gray hair. Nobody. Everybody was under 20. 
only peter was 21 that's why half shekel he has to pay he came to jesus you and i we should pay because we are class 21 you are 30 i am 21 all disciples were young so that's why we we go that all the disciples once you become a disciple you should be have a gray hair no 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 don't worry about gray hair it comes and it goes you should have a willing heart jesus you know the heartbeat of jesus when you hear the heartbeat of jesus you don't care any voice from outside you just be there beloved that's what this morning i want to encourage you we should hear the heartbeat of jesus then we can follow him all the days of our life when joseph now coming to the point when joseph heard this first thing what he did he received it by faith faith comes by hearing hearing the word of god romans 10:17 you cannot generate faith it is obtained the author and finisher of our faith is jesus christ when he speaks the word when you receive it the faith starts generating in you that word starts working in your life you start seeing the unseen you see the substance of what is speaking in your life the future you start seeing your future by faith about your children <coughs> about the ministry you see that he received it then what he did he confessed it the life and death in the hands of in the, in the in the power of our tongue you need to confess life one day i'm going to be there one day it's going to happen to me that is what happens beloved if i know that it's going to happen so confessed not only he confessed beloved he proclaimed it he proclaimed sometimes we feel that when i say something what people will think about it the first sign that it has come from god to you people should ridicule that people should not say that oh what a what wonderful vision then it might not be from the lord it just should say that how passes to you how could you say that this big vision can we handle it <coughs> that's what god said you don't handle it i will handle it it's my job it's not your job your job is to walk from here to there with a willing heart hold my finger just come there i'll take you there joseph knew that he said i'll he proclaimed it what happened they hated even more already the brothers were hating him now they hated him even more they thought uh, they want to kill him instead they want to kill his dream beloved don't allow people to kill your dream with their negative words when god speaks to you hold it feel it live in it don't allow the people who speaks negative words in your life about your children also about yourself caleb was in the wilderness for 40 years He saw everybody dying except Joshua 40 years living in a negative environment but still he says I know my God I will one day I'll take it I will go to the promised land 
That is what the heart of Caleb, beloved. So Joseph, what did they do for Joseph? You know, he was put in the pit. First of all, they thought of killing him. Then they sold him. You know the story. I don't want to elaborate on that, but just want to give you something. They sold him. You know why? If you, if you, are, if you are sold as a slave, you are as good as dead. That's what they said. Even if you keep him alive, but still we can kill his dream. You may be alive, but your dream is killed. That's what they thought. Once you are a slave, <coughs> you have no identity. You are done. You are done for a lifetime. That's what. But God said, when they put him in a pit, they thought it is all over for Joseph. But let me tell you, <coughs> for Joseph, God said it's a new beginning. It's a new beginning, beloved. It's a new beginning. It's a new season. It's a new door. They thought they have shut the door for the dream of Joseph. But God said, this pit is going to be your open door. This is the door for you, Joseph. That's what happened, beloved. You know, when we were in, in, uh, in the early ministry, it was a struggle for us. Because my dad was a police officer. We enjoyed every good thing till 15 years. When I was 15, I accepted the Lord. And then six years, we have seen the process of God in our lives. We never knew when our next meal comes from. Have one shirt and one trouser. That was a life. And one day, my, my two of my sisters, last, that night, last night, we didn't have food. And then, you know what happened? And then the next day, they were supposed to go to school. They came to my mom and asked, Mom, can we have breakfast? She said, no, we don't have anything. Then they politely asked her, can we have at least lunch when we come back? You ask Jesus, pray. She went, they went there. So she went to her room and started crying unto the Lord. You know what she said? Lord, we can handle it as grown up, but not the kids, Lord. If anything happens to kids, if they get fainted in the school, it will not bring good name to you, Lord. When we are sitting in our courtyard, every door was closed to us. Just sitting and waiting. That's all. Me, my dad, and my younger brother. My younger brother is a very good foodie. He loves food. So he saw a raven on the top of the tree with a piece of paper. And he said, Dad, I think the raven is holding some paper. It looks like a $5 bill. Can I hit it with a stone so that it will drop and go off? My dad said, no, my son. If it is from the Lord, it will come down. Because, you know what? My dad said, you know, the Lord is our provider, so let's wait for that. So what happened? We all are hungry. We don't want to mess around. We have almost become like statues. Because a raven is not a friendly one. When it looks people, it goes off. We don't want to miss that $5 bill. So just waited for a few minutes. And raven came down. 
and drop the five rupee note there, five, five dollar bill. And you know what my dad said? Who says that the days of Elijah are over? <laughs> They're still there for us. Yes. If every door is closed, the heavenly door is open. Amen. He's a provider. He's a faithful God. Somebody was sharing a testimony this morning, my dear sister, Debbie, I think, right? She said, he's a faithful God. He will not leave you nor forsake you. He will work in your life. Sometimes you feel you're abundant. Like Moses lived in that, you know, wilderness for 40 years. God did not speak him a single word. You look at the Bible. But God was working in his life, beloved. Sometimes you don't feel that way. But God is still at work in your life, beloved. So we were blessed. And I want to tell you the continuation of the story. Next Sunday, my dad was sharing that. Look at guys. Last, you know, a few, few days back, it so happened. This is what the Lord has provided. He's a faithful God. Then one sister from the church said, Pastor, can I finish the story? He said, what is that? You can finish our story. How can you be the finishing author? <laughs> then she said, when I was washing my clothes at the tank in India, they wash outside. They don't have this, uh, what you call, uh, washing machine. Yeah. <laughs> so they don't have. So they were, she was washing outside, and they normally have this uh, cloth purses. Uh, they, she kept on the bank of the tank. I mean, on the up, upper side. And when she was washing, she saw a raven getting into her cloth thing, picked up five rupee note. Maybe that is a five rupee note I have seen the raven taking from my pocket. <laughs> and my dad said, because I was supposed to put that uh, offer tree, my tithe, last Sunday, but somehow I held it back. I thought, let me use it for my own self for some time. Then my dad said, dear sister, how gracious the Lord is for you. The Lord has sent a raven. The Lord would have sent a tiger. It would have killed you and brought the fire rupee note for us. <laughs> Better don't stop giving your tithes and offerings, bringing to the church. The Lord might send somebody that he might do something to you guys. So Joseph you know, for him, the pit has become a new story, beloved. And he was sold as a slave. He lost his eyes. You know how the Egyptian uh, slavery thing goes on? They have to stand naked on the streets of Egypt in order to be sold. Here comes a dream. Here comes a word from the Lord. And he has a multicolored tunic till to his the last, you know, that speaks about his royalty. All his brothers have up to this. It speaks about their labor. They are workers. But here comes a tunic, speaks about his royalty. He lost it, beloved. Standing on the streets of Egypt, holding the dream one side, the finished work of God, and standing present in the situation. The Lord said, Joseph, now you have a call. You have a take. What do you do that? Joseph said, I'll go with my dream. These are the adverse situations in my life. 
these are the facts in my life lord i don't go by fact i go by the truth what is the truth that is a promise of god i will not leave you nor forsake you i will take you to your destiny by holding your hand if you are willing to walk with me this is a word for some of you beloved if you are willing to walk with god despite adverse situations despite negative situations he will carry you with his hand to the destiny beloved that's what happened in joseph's life he was false you know he was falsely accused he learned that you know it is not him he is living in the presence of god when the lady was pestering him he said it is sin against my god when you see this you know uh, the you know this 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 gadgets when you talk something first thing you should feel one thing it is sin against my god against heaven because i love him he loves me he gave his life for me i want to be faithful and loyal to him in all of my life so joseph he was put in prison it was impossible for joseph to come out because in those days if you look at the egyptian culture if anybody touches an egyptian woman a slave he can be killed instantly on the spot that was a custom but somehow fortifaro god has given him the grace and god said it's okay put him in the prison even that prison he was put in in the dungeon if you look at psalms 105 it is said that he was his feet was you know with the fetters they caused him wound bleeding what is happening the word of the lord was testing him joseph what is your take now are you still living in a dream or you want to give up what do you mean by testing you need to pass in the testing what is that are you going to give up now joseph said never lord you are a faithful god what good thing you have finished in my life you will make it come to pass you are not only a promise maker you are a promise keeper you are a promise fulfiller and you are a way maker in my life for me it looks impossible for you for him possible h i m him possible for you it is i am possible for him possible this morning this is the word for some of you beloved for him you look, for you you might feel that you i can't make it it's not going to work in my life let me abandon my dream let me leave my dream the word of god tests you what is your take on that he said yes lord i will still hope i will be with you i will hold my faith that's why you know you look at genesis chapter 39 verse 21 the lord was with joseph and showed him mercy they showed him mercy what do you mean what is what is the meaning of mercy it's a loyal love god was so loyal in his love he was showing mercy to joseph beloved despite the bloodshed despite the pain despite living abundant in the in the dungeon but you know he said i will i will go with that that's a process god takes us beloved 
I just want now, what, where are you now? Where are we now? We are in the process. We could see some success, but we are in the process. We'll make it happen. Finally, I want to share a few words and I'll close it, you know. And then the people came, uh, you know, uh, the butler and baker came to him. He was happy. He was joyful. He was always joyful. In the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. Whether you are in prison, whether you are in palace, it doesn't matter. So then they came for interpretation of their dreams. Joseph said, don't you know that the interpretations come from God? I still believe what I, what I received from the Lord. I, I still believe. I have the faith. What is the opposite of faith? It's fear. It's fear. Faith, if there is no faith, the fear enters. When Goliath was shouting, what happened? They lost the faith, the fear entered into them. They were shivering, struggling. And let me tell you my story. I don't know whether I told you or not, but let me repeat again. When we were in Bhutan, the place Bhutan, the country where gospel is forbidden. If you are caught in while preaching, you can be put in jail, in imprisonment, you can be beaten the way they like. In the process, if you die, they will put you in the river. That is the process, beloved. But uh, we went, as God told us, we went there. We were speaking in tongues, you know, we, to, we want to see the, uh, the, the Himalayas, the mountains. Five, five, six people, we are there. And we went there. One of my Canadian friends was with me. And we were speaking in tongues. And we, want, we stopped the vehicle to buy some fruits. We got down. The driver came to me. He said, sir, are you a pastor? Are you a Christian? He said, are you a I said, what do I do now? If I say I'm a Christian, this guy will report to the police. They will put me in jail. So that 30 seconds was the longest seconds in my life. To say yes or no. If I say yes, I'm in trouble. If I say uh, trouble with the Bhutanese officials. If I say no, I have trouble with Jesus Christ. If you deny me before men, I deny you before my father. I said, Lord, I don't want that to happen. So finally I said, let it happen, whatever it happened, because I might miss my wife, miss my three children. But I said, yes, I'm a Christian. You know what happened? He came even closer to me. He said, sir, I am also a Christian. I said, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You relieved me so much, you know. Faith and fear, beloved. When test comes, you need to stand with that faith. I can make it. I can handle it. Because God has kept you a DNA that is an overcoming DNA. 1 John 5, 4 says, whatever is born of God will overcome the world. We are born of God. We are not destined to lose. We are not never the losers. We are always the winners. Because that's what the word of God says. It's only a process, beloved. Finally, I will say this word and close it to you. You know, when Pharaoh called him, you know, Pharaoh said he wanted his dream to be interpreted. But what Joseph said, you know the story, that's why I'm not picking up all that. What Joseph answered, you know, in the, uh, he said, Joseph answered Pharaoh saying, it's not me, it's not me. It's not me who, who interpreted the baker's and butler's dreams. It's my Lord. All glory to him. I have not done anything. I'm a postman. 
I just release what is given to me. It's the Lord and you. Don't give glory to postman. Say thanks to him. All glory to Jesus. God will give Pharaoh an answer of peace, beloved. What Joseph was holding, the peace. Yes, he was telling, I am holding my peace instead of this storm because I want to go there because already I have seen it. God spoke to Abraham, stars and sand. Abraham has seen it. Once you see, God spoke to Moses, the burning bush. He lived like a burning bush all through his life. So what you see, you go there, beloved. You live like that. So Joseph said, let the peace. When Jesus, first he came, when he got resurrected, he went to see his disciples. He said, peace be unto you. Peace. You know why? The devil wanted to disturb the peace of Jesus in the trial. In every possible way. When the Roman soldiers, they spitted on Jesus, you know how many? It was 400 Roman soldiers. He bathed in that spit. The humiliation. But he kept his peace. He was beaten. He was, he was punished in, 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 in Hebrew law as well as in Roman law. He was beaten 39 whips. No punishment. No, no, no. No sin, no, not, not even a single acquisition. Innocent. Two punishments. It happens to us sometimes. Two punishments. But he did not lose his peace. He never grumbled. He said, okay, because I have to give peace to the world. For this purpose I have come. That's why he's gave it, he told his disciples, peace be unto you. Let me close it with this word, beloved. What you have, you can give to the people. What you don't have, you cannot give. If you have peace, when you talk to people, the peace be released. When you, when you, are the, when you have the anointing, when you talk to people, you release the anointing into their lives. That's what happens, beloved. That's why Peter said, silver and gold I do not have. What I have, the name of Jesus, I'll give to you. And this hillside church, I want to see that, you know, it's my sincere and humble prayer that you should be the men of stature, women of stature, anointed by God, moving the mighty, miraculous signs and wonders. Let the word of God be the plumb line of this church, not leaning to the right or left. Just Jesus Christ is our plumb line, our role model in every act of our lives and reach our destiny willingly as the Lord takes us, beloved. This church has a great destiny. Let me tell you that. Not that because I was given an opportunity before in the presence of God, I'm releasing that word into your lives. And you need to receive that. Shall we stand in his presence? Shall we stand in his presence? I'm sorry I've taken maybe a little extra time, but uh, it's, uh, I, I think... It's okay. For an Indian preacher, this is the shortest message. <laughs> but anyway, it's okay. But let's, let's wait upon the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, today, as you have spoken to us, Lord, you have spoken to me, Lord. The vision, 
the dream which you have given to me lord i want to go in that vision lord i want to own the vision lord god because you have a purpose in my life lord god 8 billion people you have never sent anybody accidentally into this world my god everyone who are standing in your presence right now in this hall as a bigger purpose and a greater vision for their lives lord god it's my prayer my god that everyone will live in that vision confess that vision proclaim that vision wait for the manifestation of the vision my god because the word of god says in hebrews chapter 6 verse 12 imitate those who inherit the promises of god by faith and patience joseph was patient lord god for 10 years he was there another 2 years was extended for him but he was still held peace my god looked up to you because he knew you, you that you are a faithful god you are a promise maker and you'll never never miss out from your promises you are a promise keeper lord and you are a promise fulfiller lord and you are a way maker in our lives and the doors could be different lord god we have to see the door even in a trouble we feel it is a shutting of the door but you say it is the opening of a door for you for a greater elevation yes lord this morning let this word bear fruit in the lives of this dear ones lord bless them and be with them we just see a mighty revival coming up lord god may this word touch us and transform the lives of the people lord we give you glory and honor in jesus most precious name i pray amen 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 thank you you jesus thank you thank you thank you jesus lord we take this word and we say burn it deep in our spirit make us stewards of the word If Jesus is what faith looks like, to make us what faith looks like. I pray for a revival of every dream, a restoration of hope in Jesus name that no one will go from this place lacking anything for the next step toward all of what you had in mind when you you put good works in front of us before you laid the foundations of the earth that we should walk in them. I pray every one of us will walk in every last one of those and will glorify you till our dying breath. Holy Spirit come and just restore hope even now I just uh this this is what the word was to us today the Lord's restoring hope the Lord's restoring your vision may you see the end as the Lord does when he made it from the beginning We thank you Lord for the ministry we rejoice in it we revel in it and we pray now that you'll make us doers in Jesus name Hallelujah Amen Amen